I know a gentleman that's going to be a big part of an upcoming card is this, this man. What was that, Macho Man Randy Savage? It happened so fast you can't even talk about it. Lucky person, yeah, out there somewhere is going to win a silver cloud. What a lucky, lucky, lucky person. And Tito guess. Santana, if you go to the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship bout with the Macho Man Randy Savage and escape with your life and still lose your belt. You are a lucky, lucky, lucky Tito. Yeah, that's what they're gonna be calling you. Cause comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Nothing but garbage, Gaina. And I'm You're talking to the sports and I'm show. talking you can't hold that belt with me climbing through the ropes. Gene Okerlin right here is a crying towel. And I want you to give that to Tito Santana. Yeah, because things are just popping right now. Things are starting to cultivate. Things are starting to grow. Uh, uh, things are getting real colorful. Oh, look at that roll. Just like the silver cloud Rolls Royce. I, I'm very Top curious. Top of the line. Wait a minute. Randy. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who hey, is on crack? Sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. Break it down. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. It is your guy, one more time, one half of your sportsologist, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., back in the building for another episode. I am in the studio solo, solo, but don't worry, we be getting, we will be getting black, or I will be getting black, on the phone just shortly, okay? So, <sighs> technology, it works out for you a lot of times, but oh, does it act up? When you least expect it. So me and Black had a full show recorded for episode 193, but we had some technical issues towards the end. So we were not able we were not able to put out an episode on Monday evening. Henceforth, this rapid fire style episode coming out on this Tuesday, September the 20th. Okay. So appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. Still checking us out. And uh, we just gonna keep the ball rolling. All right. So I'm gonna talk about a couple of things before we get uh, a chance to give Black a call. Hopefully we'll get uh, our Jaguars correspondent Rashad on the phone. Maybe we'll call Freddie Bricks in. Um, so we're gonna sit around for about a good hour and then we're gonna get out of here. But it was so much to talk about, so much football, so much everything that went down, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and kick off uh, in the college ranks. Okay. So this past weekend it was a fantastic college football weekend uh so many um so many things to talk about but we're going to start off with the three and oh florida state seminole that's all right you heard me the three and old florida state seminole let me let me not be disrespectful bro let me let me not be disrespectful let me do this the right way for all my garnet and gold lovers out there i got y'all Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. 
Hey, this will do lunch sports, man. Come on now. I had to, I had to. Uh oh, it's still alive, baby. <laughs> it's still alive. But I had to, man. I had to show that love. All right. So, Florida State, 3 0. 3 0, knocking off Louisville this past Friday night. You know, Florida State suffered some, some pretty critical injuries during the game, man. Jordan Travis, um, you know, went down with an ankle injury. Verse went down with the knee, man. So, you know, it was looking a little murky, man. I ain't going to lie. In the second half, I just really didn't know. <laughs> or what to think or what to expect. You know, we haven't been in a situation like this and we're winning at the current moment. So I was very, very curious to see how my guys will react. And 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 they handled themselves very, very well, man. Um, I definitely want to shout out uh, our backup man who came in and just really was just fantastic uh, overall. Um he went, let's see, when my backup went last night. I think he had like 13 or something attempts. Yeah, Rotomaker. Uh, six for 10, 109 yards passing, two interceptions, and one pick. He was able to manage the game late, keep his cool, keep his poise, and it just worked out, man. Uh, the running game was on display. Shout out to my boy T. Ward, 10 carries for 126. Benson, 10 carries for 70 yards. Ward, 12 a clip. Benson, 7 a clip. Um, just Fantastic, man. Just the effort that was put forth uh, by the defense, especially late in the fourth quarter. So great win. Great win overall. Florida State now 3-0. We got Boston College coming in this Saturday. And then we get on to the meat of the ACC schedule. So one game at a time, one win at a time, uh, 3-0. Shout out to the Florida State Seminoles for sure. So uh, last week... <laughs> We had the dog game of the week pick. Shout out to our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr. And, of course, the Miami and Texas A&M game came up. And I said, you know what, man? If they going to do it, when they – I mean, when is it? If they going to do it, when they going to do it, I pick Miami to go into College Station and get the win. And, of course, as always, they really let me down. Really let me down down for sure Miami once again does not show up to a big time game everybody's hollering Van Dyke this Van Dyke that and what happened with Van Dyke someone please what happened with Van Dyke did he show up was he at the game what happened Van Dyke was a measly me well not measly with the attempts 21 for 41 217 in the air, no tubs, no nothing. Just a pathetic performance by the Canes. I like Mario Cristobal. I believe eventually Miami may, I'm going to say, I'm going to say I'm going to give them a 60% chance to make something out of themselves this season alone because that was unacceptable. Now, they've been playing Pop Warner teams the first two weeks of the year. They got another Pop Warner team this Saturday in Middle Tennessee. So they'll be three and one <laughs> with no Division I school wins on their resume. That's pathetic, man. Van Dyke, he might be a little bit overhyped. Just maybe. Ain't football, pro or college, you got to have that guy. You got to have that guy who can sling it around and toss it around for you. And Van Dyke garnered a lot of respect last year. Coming into this season, he was a dark horse Heisman pick. First round pick in the upcoming NFL draft. And we go out and we lay this massive egg. Texas A&M had a backup quarterback. A backup. A lot of Miami Hurricane fans out there say he was barbecue chicken. 
They also didn't have two of their receivers available. They had suspensions left to right, and them wasn't even fully staffed. Not even fully staffed. And Miami can't even go in there and get a win. Just a disgusting loss by the Canes. But somehow, someway, they're still in the top 25. How? How are they in the top 25 with a disgusting, putrid performance like that? Just absolutely sickening. Sickening what was on display. Texas A&M getting a big win, 17-9, rolling on through the rest of the season. Big test for them with Arkansas coming into town. And, of course, Miami will go out there and play Inglewood High. Or is it Fletcher? Or is it, is it Reigns or Rebolt? They played one of them this weekend. Man, y'all, man, I tell you what, boy. Me too. <laughs> I, I tell you what, they won't get me again. They won't get me again. Won't get me again. All right, let's move on to the Florida Gators. And my goodness, Florida was riding high with the win over the Utah Utes to open up the season. I think they were number seven or eight coming into Gainesville. Got the big win. Anthony Richardson was just heavily appraised that. Uh, his talent level and what he showed and what Florida could be. Just a lot. Just a lot of positive, positive vibes. And in the last two games with a loss to Kentucky at home, barely escaping South Florida. Hey, there's a lot of questions, eyebrows raised in Gainesville. Is it time to panic? The Gators go into Knoxville, Rocky Top, this coming Saturday against the undefeated 11th-ranked Tennessee Vols. And this is do or die for Florida. The defense doesn't look worthy. Anthony Anthony Richardson looked like all of his flaws are out to stay. Uh, The running game is the plus point here for the Gators. They were able to run the ball efficiently and very well. And if it wasn't for the the running back tandem of NTN and uh, what's my other guy who was out there running the rock? NTN and Johnson um, by committee. I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure what they would have been able to do against South Florida. So it's put up or shut up for the Gators this coming Saturday, 3.30 on CBS. And, uh, you know, if they lose this game, they're pretty much done for. You lose to Kentucky, you lose to Tennessee, you're going to lose to Georgia. So you're going to finish, you know, if you do that, I mean, my goodness. My goodness. So Billy Napier has his work cut out. And we'll sit back and stay tuned to see exactly what kind of product we get from the Florida Gators. They went from unranked, I believe, like the 11th or 12th team in the country. And now they are teetering, hanging on to their ranking after a piss poor performance against Buff, uh, the excuse me, against South Florida Bulls, and then losing to Kentucky. I mean, come on, man, come on, Florida Gators, y'all gonna show us what you got? We'll be watching three thirty Saturday against the Vols. All in all, college football, man, we had some uh, really, uh, really good outings and really good showings by the top five teams or the top ten teams. Top 10 teams, excuse me. USC holding on 45 to 17 over Fresno State. Uh, Clemson holding off Louisiana Tech 48 to 20. How about the Washington Huskies? Upset win over the Fighting Mel Tuckers 39 to 28. I picked that game. That's right. I picked that game with last week's uh, edition of the dog game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Ohio State 77 to 21 over Toledo, Oklahoma State 63 to 7. 
uh, over Arkansas Pine Bluff. Arkansas is 38-27 over Missouri State. Alabama taking care of business 63-7. How about those Penn State Nittany Lions? James Franklin, James Franklin, James Franklin. Rolled in the SEC country out there in Auburn, Alabama, and they handled that business. Shout out to Penn State, man. Look like they are turning the corner and getting back to a more sound and uh, uh, healthy spot uh, in their program, man. So shout out James Franklin. Hey, man, we were all wrong about uh, Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks. They took care of the number then 12th ranked BYU Cougars, 41 to 20. They virtually saved their season with a win over a top 12 team in the country. It'll be e- I'll be eager to see what Oregon does going forward during the rest of the year. Big win for the Ducks, 41 to 20 over BYU. Michigan holds on, 50 holds on. Yeah, blows out Connecticut. 59 to nothing. Oklahoma absolutely destroys Nebraska 49 to 14. And the number one team in all of the land, the Georgia Bulldogs, 48 to 7 over South Carolina. And to wrap up the top 10, Kentucky 31 to nothing over Youngstown State. All right, so big games coming up this season. Excuse me, next week, this coming week. Excuse me. I'm all over the place. Sorry about that. This coming weekend in college football. Lot to look forward to, a lot of uh, intriguing matchups that are going to be taking place, and your boys DM Black will be here to hold it down for sure. All right, let's transfer out of college football, and let's head over to the National Football League. Let's get into the weekend of the National Football League. And man, oh man, oh man, were the Jacksonville Jaguars on display this weekend. Man, 24 to nothing win over the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to get our Jaguars correspondent, Rashad, uh, on the phone to talk that talk. Yo, yo. D, what's going on, man? All right, now, Rashad, what's going on, man? I'm going, going pretty good. How you doing? Hey, I can't complain, man. It's just me and studio. We're going to get Black in on the phone after we speak to you. But, of course, with you being our Jacksonville Jaguar correspondent, inside man, ear to the streets of the Jacksonville Jaguars, we had to give you a call to discuss this dominating 24 to nothing win over uh, their rivals in the division, the Indianapolis Colts. Rashad, take me to your mindset of where you were during the game. Talk to me about the emotional uh, roller coaster that you may or may not have been on watching the Jazz get this pretty impressive win. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you how inspired I was to even be there. Uh, I didn't get to the game till probably eight minutes into the second quarter. Good. So <laughs> I, I wasn't even there. They, they had me so mad, uh, you know, about that 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 first part, uh, that that first game, that it just it, it had me kind of disgusted. And I had just got off six o'clock that morning. But anyway, so I get there, um, and we playing pretty good, man. Um, and then of course the final score being what it was. So 
I say, I say, well, shoot, man, we did pretty good. You know, this, right. this is this was a dominating performance from 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 start to finish. Mm-hmm. No matter if they if they they top two receivers was out and they they they, they, yes. they best defensive player was out. Um, but in in order for you, you still you, it's still hard for a team to to dominate a team in that kind of fashion. Absolutely, so it had to be respected. Absolutely. Um, so 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 yeah, I mean, I I started thinking about the next week, uh, probably in the third quarter. Like, shoot, we got <laughs> we got we got to see what we gonna do with the Chargers, man. <laughs> well, what the uh, they got the Rams next week, right? Oh, the Chargers. No, no, I'm sorry, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, uh-huh. sir. So, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, that blue eye angel. Oh, my man, sunshine. How right, did right, he right. look for you? From the Commanders game, where he was very timid, he held on to the ball for a long time. Just not really a good sign if you're a Jaguars fan or supporter to compare to how he looked this week. Just a little bit more composed, a little bit more focused, dialed in. Did you see uh, enough of you to say, okay, Trevor is getting ready to turn over until in, in, into another level so we can be successful here? I mean, I, I don't think Trevor did anything special besides hit the open receivers like he should have did the week one. Okay. Um, he 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 trusted his eyes. He didn't he didn't try to make too much of a play. It was just okay. This is the play. Let me make it. Okay. This five yards here. We get a lot of yak. You know what I'm saying? He's just yeah. getting the ball out of his hand. Not trying to create something that's not there. Just taking what the defense give you, and 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 that's basically it. Um, and that's what he got to do all year long until the big, the big plays are going to happen because Doug's going to scheme it up for the big plays to happen, but you right. got to take the small plays so that you can create the big plays and right. he just hit every open man. Right. Right. Man, yeah, that's, 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 that's all I seen him do. And I feel you. And, and I'm a, <laughs> I'm a little bit more optimistic than you are, uh, with that. You know, obviously, you know, we watched Trevor through college, so we know what kind of talent he ultimately possesses. But, of course, he's in the NFL now. Of course, it's a different game, different speed, and there's a lot there. There's a lot you got to learn and a lot you got to go through. And I'm a still believer, and I want to know if you – I know you are a realistic, very, very, very harsh critique of your team because you are a lover of the game. And you know what great looks like, and you know what good looks like, and you know what piss poor looks like. Do you still have the sense that Trevor Lawrence will reach a magnitude just off his talent now that he has coaching and he has a staff and he pretty much has a genius calling the plays? Do you think that it's more realistic for yourself to say, hey, at some point in time, Trevor Lawrence could possibly be the best quarterback in all of football? I don't know if he could be the best quarterback in all of football. At some point. I, 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 even at some point, just because it's, it's, some, it's some dudes out there that's some magicians, man. Of course. And, and, and I, I think I think Trevor's going to be good, but I don't know if he's a magician. Like, like some of that stuff you see Patrick Mahomes do, like that, that throw that he made uh, yeah. running to his right, yeah. threw it under the dude's arm by his right. I'm like, come on, man. Like, we, we got to get this dude out of the league. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so I don't I don't ever see I don't even see I don't ever see Trevor doing that kind of stuff. But I see him. I can see Trevor at some point being a top five quarterback. in Okay. This game. Okay. 
Okay. I can't, I can't, I can't see that. And top five can win you a Super Bowl. Uh, absolutely. So that's absolutely. The kind of, that's the kind of stuff that 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 you want. You want to. And and sometimes people just have the talent, but it has to be groomed. Some guys yep. come into certain situations yep. where the team is already built for them, right. and they just automatically successful. Right. So you know what I'm saying. So, sometimes that happens. Right. Um, okay. That just wasn't Trevor's situation. Trevor came into a totally different situation, but I think Trevor's going to get better. My only point last week when I was just pointing out to the fans that hey, we have to adjust our eyes to what we see because a lot of fans just jumped into it. Like I say, when they say generation, they thought, oh shoot, plug and play, we gonna win a Super Bowl in two years. And, okay. and 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 that's not that's not how that works. But Trevor can be good, man, especially if if he just does the type of stuff that he did on Sunday. Trevor can be yeah. really good. Yeah, for sure. And and with Trevor going 25 for 30, 235 in the air, uh two touchdowns, um just a really healthy game that can really build his confidence as the Jaguars get ready to head out to Los Angeles uh, this coming Sunday. So, real quick before we preview next week's game, Rashad, the Jaguars' defense. You know, the offense always gets all of the love. The play calling gets all of the love. But what about this defense, man? What about the number one overall pick? What about just your your safeties, your corner? Like, how did you feel how the defense responded after really letting the game slip between their fingers against the commanders last week? They responded how they were supposed to. Um, they, they, I, I, I think they tightened everything up. I think they tightened the communication up. It wasn't anybody just running wide open like it was uh, that first week. And that just could have been just a thing where it's our first full game. They literally have six new players starting, six new starters on the on the on the defensive side of the ball. Right. With a no, with a new defensive coordinator. So that's just a lot to put on a team to come out first game of the season and be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I think you saw some of that, and I think you saw some of those adjustments that happened quickly. So that means that they are on the same page and some things just went wrong, but they, they corrected it very quickly, and it helped that uh, in this top two receivers was out the game. So okay. you just kind of <laughs> had a perfect storm of things happen but even with them being out of the game, you got what most people regard as the best running back in the game, and he did absolutely nothing. He did not. So you got to give him credit for that, too. Absolutely. Um, uh, Trayvon Walker didn't do anything special on the stat sheet, but he wrecked, but, he, but he was hell on the field on Sunday. He definitely was. Um, I'm glad to hear you say uh, that. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of the things that you saw that was making that defense go was because of him. I agree. Um, so, so sometimes you don't have to have the the the, the stats fillers, but you but the impact was felt. No doubt. <laughs> and as long as the impact is felt, you know, and other people make plays, hey, it is what it is. We go win as a team. Yep. No, I, I'm glad to hear you say that about Walker. I was having a conversation with some of the fillers uh, who I work with. And, you know, you could tell who's really in tune to watching the game and you could tell who's just the the belligerent football fan. And I was telling them, I say, look, he might not have blown up the stat sheet, but if you go back and watch the highlights, you go back and watch some tape on him on YouTube, you can see how impactful his play actually was. He's already commanding. He's already commanding double teams. Right. I mean, I said, wow, his second game of the year. (laughs) 
He's commanding double teams. And shout out Josh Allen on the other side of him. I tell you what, and I don't know right. if you feel this way. If they can keep healthy and continue to get reps together, they could be the next bookend duo in, in, in the National Football League to wreak havoc. No doubt about that. No I doubt about it. I don't, I, don't I, don't, I don't see a doubt about that because you're looking at a man right now that don't even know how to play defensive end and he's already wrecking game plans. Yes, sir. He don't even know what he's doing. Yes, sir. He does not know what he's doing. He has no pass rush move, and he's still wrecking game plans. Yep. I heard him um, the, um, right before the season. They asked him, they say, well, how are you with your, uh, you know what I'm yeah, saying, bro, with, with, with you your pass rush moves? They say, listen, right now, I just know I'm pretty much stronger than everybody, so I'm bull rushing every time. They got to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I work on that other stuff later. Yeah. And I, I respect that because some people, they take the game – too technical. Yeah. Hey, I got a skill set that I don't think nobody can deal with right now. Next offseason, I'll work on that. But right now, you're going to deal with the speed and yep. the power. You're going to deal and with all this. You deal with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 70 plays a game. This is what I'm coming with. Yep. And, and you can't do nothing <laughs> so, uh, about it. Nobody can do nothing about nothing it. There's nothing you can do about it. Yep. There's nothing you can yep. do about it. Yep. So, so yeah, I, I, I think that the thing that I want the Jaguars, two things I want the Jaguars to work on. Okay. Um, Defensively, those two middle linebackers have got to start making impact plays. Okay. Because the first two games of the year, they've been on a milk carton for me. Okay. Um, they both <laughs> look slow. They both have not. All the plays that have been made have been made because of the front four. It right. hasn't been made because the front four is cleaning up things so the middle linebackers can wreak havoc. And both of them, both of them are fast and physical. Yeah. Uh, Khan led the league in tackles last year. He did. I ain't seen him make one impact play. The no, whole, you're right. In these first two games, you're right. Um, Devin Lloyd didn't play the first, the first, uh, uh, in the preseason. He only played the last game of the preseason. So I'm trying to let him get his legs, but he got a pick on Sunday. But that pick was because um, of of Fadakasi uh, tipped the ball and he, and he got the pick. So right. it's not as if he's shooting gaps, getting skinny, getting in the line, and 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 making a making a big play. It's just like he it's it's kind of like he doing too much thinking out there. So I'm hoping because this week they're gonna need those middle linebackers to make plays because Austin Eckler is one of the best uh, running backs coming out of the backfield and between the tackles in the NFL. So Absolutely. If if you don't have your middle linebackers making plays, that's gonna be a problem. Absolutely. On that note, the Jaguars got to run the football, man, and. Their run blocking, it, they had one big run, one big run that turned into a touchdown, blocked beautifully. Um, James Robinson had some of the best vision in football. If he was an athlete, he might be the best running back in the league, and I'm yeah. not playing. Yeah. Um, he, he, I mean, his vision is impeccable. Like, I, I, you don't – for him not to be – that's his strong suit is his vision, and he used it well. Um. But when you get in the, in the open field, it's like somebody just <laughs> like he's running in quicksand. But uh, but um, but that that's what we gotta do. We we gotta we gotta get we gotta get this uh this run game together, and we gotta get uh we gotta get Travis Etienne to to run behind his pass because every time he get on the field, he taking big hits. Yeah, he, yeah he he be running past his blockers. I mean, yeah, man, he, he's he, just not he, he not he not doing what he's supposed to do. Well, he's learning. Um, well, he's learning. He's learning <laughs> in real right, time. Right, in right, real right, time. right, right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he learning in real time. I'm hoping that some kind of way that he gets the same type of vision that 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 James Robinson has because if he does, man, that 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 kid is gonna be he, he's he's got all the physical tools, but he just got to learn how to run the football in the NFL. So yeah, I agree. Those are the two things I really want us to work on. That's it. Okay. Yeah, he had there running like he's still playing Boston College. And uh, right, 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 right. And it's a different. Yes, it's, it's, it's every, every everybody fast. Everybody fast every Sunday. Uh, who you play? Right. Well, Rashad, man, we appreciate right. you, man. Thank you for uh, calling in and give us giving us your thoughts and your expertise. We'll be talking with Rashad all season long, breaking down the Jacksonville Jaguars week in and week out. Rashad, you take care, man, and we'll talk to you next week, my man. All right, now I'm, I'm gonna tell you this here. Now I know I know a lot of people not giving us a chance on Sunday. Okay. But the one thing I tell y'all, boy, the Jaguars have one and only one advantage on Sunday. Okay. And that's that Doug Peterson is the is, is the best head coach on both of them sidelines. Okay. So when you got when you got the best head coach, you you, you can't count them out. Okay. You can't count them out. So that so this is the game that I this is the game I thought the Jaguars would be two and zero. Yeah, same. But here. Uh, that it, that didn't that didn't happen, and I was always circling this game right here. I'm still got it circled because if they go out, I'm not talking about it just compete. I think we pass compete. Okay. If they go out and, and and they show up for this game, and it's a game in the fourth quarter, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's all you can ask for as a fan. Yeah. That's all you can ask yeah, for. That's it. Well, we definitely going to be locked it, in. We definitely going to be locked in this Sunday for the Jaguars and the Los Angeles Chargers. And we will be talking to you on next Monday, man, to get a full breakdown of what happened during that game, man. Yes, sir. All right, man. You be safe out there, man. We're going to catch up. All right, bro. All right, now. All right, yo. So that was our Jacksonville Jaguars correspondent, Rashad, calling in. And, um, you know... Great analysis, great in-depth breakdown. We're going to go ahead and get Black in on the phone. Great in-depth analysis, great breakdown from Rashad. Like I said, we will be talking to him all season long as we go through the season uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Black, what's going on? What's up, my boy? What's happening with you, man? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great, man. What about you? Hey, I can't complain at all. So I let our listeners know, man, we had some technical difficulties on yesterday. Henceforth, the episode not dropping on Monday evening. So we are back with this rapid fire style show uh, to cover uh, the NFL uh, this past week, week two in the National Football League. So just got off the phone with our Jaguars correspondent, Rashad. And um, we are now going to stay a little bit with the Jaguars before we get into the rest of the games on uh, Sunday. So, Black, real quick from you, man. Rashad gave a fantastic breakdown of what he saw during the Jags game and uh, want to get your outlook as well. How do you feel about the 24 nothing win? Um, what are you feeling like about the Jags now that they're one and one getting ready to head out of Los Angeles to, to go see those Chargers? Uh, man, I feel I feel I feel really good about the Jags. Um, it was it was a beautiful thing to see how they was able to lock in after a loss. And and I know that we always beat the Colts at home. So they hadn't they they hadn't beat us since what twenty fourteen in Jacksonville. So that's kind of a game like you're supposed to win here because we always beat them. And for me, it wasn't them winning the game. It was. The execution of the offense and how... Black, I can barely hear you, bro. 
I could bear, I was you were sounding good and strong at first, and now I could barely hear you. Okay, you hear me now? Um, uh, it's just the same. I don't know what you did, but you sound low. But if if you don't know what's going on, just go ahead. Yeah, you can. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you a little bit better. Okay, well, I was I was saying that it was the execution of the offense and how the defense played as well. The play calling from uh, from Dougie P was uh, insane. Like he was running plays that we've never seen him run in Philly, or <laughs> we've never run that type of stuff here in Jacksonville under any head coach. I feel like he's he's getting to the point where he's a little more comfortable with Trevor and what he can do. So he's up and opening up the playbook book a lot more for him. And um, it's just amazing to see how everything is clicking, how Christian Kirk has come out and is done wonders right there in the slot position for our offense. Like he's he's doing an amazing job. Like the money he's got, he is paying dividends on what we pay him because he's finding a way to get open and he's finding the end zone. And the defense, man, the defense is playing good football right now. The defensive line is dominating. Uh, I love what I've seen from them. And like you said, they go they go to the West Coast. We don't, The Jaguars never do well on the West Coast. So this is going to be a big game against a very good team. So I'm looking forward to see what they can do on the West Coast, see if they can get the win over the Chargers. But overall, I'm happy about where the Jaguars are. Uh, just looking forward to – what they're going to do is hey, this what they're going to do man. Come on now. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, you know, when we were live with Rashad, I was telling him, you know, pretty much, you know, this is just a great team building win. It's very hard to dominate a team in the National Football League, let alone shut them out. That's not something that you see every single week. So you got to give the Jaguars a lot of credit. Um, this is an NFL team that they absolutely just dominated. Matt Ryan, former MVP, uh, Super Bowl participant uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Like, they have some really good pieces around it. Jaguars were so locked in that, you know, they just weren't having anything, so it was something to be said. Rashad said something during our conversation before I called you, and me and you already kind of feel this way about Dougie P. Dougie P is an innovator of offense. He is going to get the best out of this, uh, these players, Trevor Lawrence. Um, he is going to have plays drawn up and designed that we've probably never seen before in football to try to free up the Christian Kirk and Travis Entienne's and, 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 and really get all of the players, uh, James Robinson, everybody on the offensive side, opportunities to, to get in position to do what they do well. And I think the Jaguars are going to have that advantage all year long. Now you have elite coaches. Uh, in the league, you got your Kyle Shanahan's, you got your Sean McVay's, um, you have, uh, you know, uh, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, like you have these elite coaches, but Dougie P, he's also a Super Bowl winning coach. And that DNA and that pedigree that he brought with him from that hard nosed city of Philadelphia. He's going to bring that down here to this smaller market team in Jacksonville, and it's going to be a situation where you're not going to see the Jaguars coming. If the Jazz can stay healthy, they got those bookends with Josh Allen and 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 what's my number one pick on the other side, Walker. Like you have those bookends. You have those bookends on the other uh, on defense, and if those new additions at linebacker can really settle in, man, you can have really, really, really something. I'm not going to necessarily say special this year, but I will say this. When you get late in November, late in December, you are not going to want to play the Jacksonville Jaguars because you're going to have to pack two lunches, two lunches to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I firmly believe that maybe this time next year, 
if not by at some point this year, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the best quarterback in this division. And yeah. if you have the best quarterback in your division, then that means you're going to win your division. I believe the AFC South is for the Jaguars to take and take control for a very long time. And Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, they're the tandem in the duo with Walker on the other side, Josh Allen on the other side. I just think they got a lot of great pieces in play. And we're going to see what they're really made of this Sunday. Going out to the Chargers, this is a great test for the Jags. And Rashad was saying this as well. If this game is close in the fourth quarter and it's nip and tuck, anything can happen in the fourth quarter of a close game in the NFL. And if the Jaguars can somehow, some way, find a way to pull out this game, then we're going to have to have to start talking, bro. We're going to have to start talking if the Jaguars can pull out this game in Los Angeles against the Chargers. All right, Black, let's move on to some other news and notes and scores in the National Football League. Black, my Dallas Cowboys. My Dallas Cowboys got off the schneid this past week, knocking off the AFC champ Cincinnati Bengals 20-17. Black, you know, Dak Prescott wasn't available, but super-duper Cooper was available, (laughs) my boy. And he helped the Cowboys get the win. It looked like the Cowboys was going to run away with this game in the first half. But cool Joe Burrow, Joey B the boss, brought them back and almost stole one from my Cowboys. Black, watching this game, do you think the Cowboys can compete and hold the ship until Dak Prescott can return? Can the Cowboys legitimately still win the NFC East Hold it down until Dak can return in two to three weeks, even though those Eagles out there in Philadelphia ain't playing around. Uh, to be honest with you, D, D, I really think they can. Okay. I really think that the Cowboys can. And and it's something you said a while ago, and I'm going to use it for the – you said about the Cleveland Browns with them not having Deshaun. I'm going to use it for the, uh, for the Cowboys. If the Cowboys are able to stay 500 – and how somehow come up with a winning record until that comes back, that's a re- recipe for success for them. But okay. this is the thing. The guy that's at quarterback, he has he has the knowledge of this offense. He knows how, how to move this offense. Right. It's not like it's not like it's a guy that don't he's that's in there don't have an understanding of it. Right. Cooper Rush has been in this position for the Cowboys already. Right. You was able to see that against the Bengals. Yep. You was able to see that last year against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. When this guy won big games that the Cowboys needed and he came through. So I'm not shocked. And I and and and, and I'm happy I get to get to give a lot of I told you so's. When everybody was <laughs> like, man, Cooper Brush ain't gonna do nothing. I was like, man, y'all need to chill. He 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 came through for y'all last year when y'all yep. needed him. Yep. And and to see him succeed and and get Cowboys the one to one, that's a big deal. Like, if Cooper Rush can come out here and make plays with his arms, get the ball where it needs to go, get it to feed Zeke a little more, this defense, after you score, this defense is good enough to carry it, carry it to a win. Yes, they are. Especially with, uh, what, what, what you call them? 11, 11 from heaven, my boy. 11 <laughs> <with> from heaven. <laughs> Especially with him uh, out there on the field. Because that, that, that young man right there. He an animal. That, that man is a beast, but. I feel like the Cowboys are going to be able to grow grow from this end. Monday night when they play the Giants, that thing going to be real, boy. Yeah, that for sure. That thing is going to be real. For sure. I think that's going to tell – I think even though the Bengals' win was big, 
when you get into them conference game, if the Cowboys can find a way to, 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 to steal this one and get themselves back in the mix atop with Philly and the and the Giants, that's gonna be a big deal, D. Yeah. And uh, I just like I just like what I, I like what I'm seeing from the Do- Cowboys. Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush making timely p- passes down the field, yeah. not making mistakes. Defense, you take care of what you need to take care of to win this game. I, I think I think people are used to an explosive Dallas Cowboy offense. I think people are used to big balls down the field. Ezekiel Elliott taking off for 80 yards, rushing at a clip. People are just used to seeing explosiveness for the Cowboys, but that is not our DNA anymore. Right now, yeah. our defensive side of the ball is our best side of the football. Now, we have some guys injured. On the other side of the ball, we got Michael Gallup that's going to come back that can assist CeeDee Lamb at the receiver spot. We got Noah Brown out there. Uh, we did take a hit with Dalton Schultz being now for some quite some time uh, with a bothersome knee. But Pollard is explosive. They said one game. They said one game for Schultz. One okay, that, well, that's a, that's a blessing. I didn't know that, but thank you, football gods. So yeah. <laughs> you got Pollard, who's explosive out of the backfield. Ezekiel Elliott looks healthier. He's not the same Zeke, but Zeke is going forward. He's going forward um, when he's getting the rock. I mean, if we get when we get Dak back, we're going to have to take hold of our new identity. You're not going to want to play the Dallas Cowboys if we're rough and we're rugged. We're making timely throws on third down, staying on the field. And then I got <laughs> 11 from heaven wreaking all havoc as soon as you say hut. If we can stay healthy, we're going to be right in the mix. So I'm eager to see. What this Giants and Cowboys games look looks like next Monday night in New York, because this is a big game. This is a big game in the division. All of a sudden, now the NFC East is not the laughing stock of football. Mm. It's not the laughing stock of football. So we're gonna uh, see what's going. But how about them Cowboys? You heard me. <laughs> we gonna see what goes down. All right, Black. Let's go on out to Buffalo. My God. Man, when you left man. from over my house yesterday, it was seven to seven. Now, black, Ooh, I was sleepy, black. I was tired, black. I went to bed immediately yesterday evening. And when I woke up, I seen I had a missed call from a homeboy. And then I looked at my phone and I said, what in the hell? <laughs> then I looked at the stat line and black, can you feel me in? What did I miss with my MVP, Josh Allen, out there doing work? Man, look, I, 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 the reason why I called is to tell you you should have listened to your dog. <laughs> you should have listened to your dog with the numbers I tried to tell yeah, you. Yeah, you, you, you was right, my boy. <laughs> you was right. Listen, man, like, bro, but you got you got the digs you got the digs right you got the Josh Allen right. Yeah, but the different the ones from that other game. Oh man, no. No, yeah. but man, to see Buffalo just different, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, they literally out in, in two games, they outscored their opponents 72 to 17. Right. In two games. Like, it's it's crazy to say. And then you had Gabriel Davis out, and it's like Diggs just stepped up. Yeah. Diggs had what, like 12, 13 receptions for what, a, a buck 48, a buck, yeah. almost a buck 50, yeah. and three New touchdowns. Desk. Yeah. Like, man, it's it's crazy what uh, Josh, Josh Allen able to do in his offense, even when he's missing pieces. Right. Like, Tennessee, Tennessee was in a really bad position. They A lot of teams catching Buffalo, like, Buffalo mad. I think Buffalo is, like, angry, bro. 
Right. They're on the mission. Yeah. And then, like you said, it's one key thing you said that make Buffalo different. Right. Ron Miller being there mm-hmm. is the total difference from for, on, for them on the defensive side of the ball because even his presence when he ain't on the field make the other guys on that D line step up. It wasn't it wasn't um Von Miller who was causing havoc last night. Right. It was the others. It was the others. Right. But just his presence alone and that leadership being there, being a champion. I yep. mean, him being there is raising the raising the level of play for right. them defensively. Right. And and to to get a pick six and I mean they had three picks. Uh, Tannehill had three picks last night. Yeah, they, they like, were. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. It's wild, dude. Like to see what they're doing. I'm loving what I'm seeing for them, and I cannot wait the next week when they go visit Miami because that thing they're gonna be real. Yeah, this is an explosive team, and I said at the beginning of the year, this is the Buffalo Bills this year. I'm gonna walk. I don't care what nobody say. I'm walking back my Super Bowl choice. They gonna win the Super Bowl this year if they stay healthy. I see what Patrick Mahomes got going on. I see what everybody else doing in the league. I see it. I see it. But I still agree with you. He gonna have to beat fifteen, and, and that's what I was about to say. No, that's what I'm about to oh, say. Okay. He literally has one hurdle. He has one hurdle because everybody else in the AFC they can't beat him. Black, <laughs> they can't beat him. Big seventeen. That boy on the mission, but it's only one problem, and it's my Mahomes boy. But I'm gonna say this: the difference between the Bills and the Chiefs is the defensive side of the ball. That Buffalo defense, they made Derrick Henry look like he didn't belong in the league last night. You're right. They, they had Ryan Tannehill looking like a pop Warner wing team quarterback last night. Man, they took, they took the Tannehill t- out in the third quarter. The, the Titans are a well-coached team. Mike Vrabel is one of the better coaches in football. Yeah. And look what they did to the Super Bowl champions the week before and what they did to the uh the eight, the number one seed in the AFC last year. Let me tell you something, man. When 17 and 15 get down, I'm ducking. I'm putting covers over my head and I'm taking cover. Because <laughs> that thing going to be real. But Black, I got to be real, man. If the Buffalo Bills can stay healthy, I think they're the most complete team in football, offense, and defensively. Man, they're going to win this thing this year if they can stay healthy, man. Because I don't see Josh Allen fading back at all. But it's a long season. And I might be getting caught up in the hype. But I'll say this, man. They look impressive. And yeah, they do. Impressive. Black, should I be concerned about the Philadelphia Eagles, my boy? My God. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, that, that, that head-hunting defense. Take care of the Minnesota Vikings 24-7 last night. Two games on Monday Night Football. Black, should I be deeply concerned about the Philadelphia Eagles? My boy, I want to say you should be. I you am. Should be very concerned. <laughs> you should be very concerned. And shout out to Uncle Shay Shay. He said something that had me thinking like, boy, uh, he right. You can tell that Jalen Hurts has been in the lab, my boy. Yeah. You yeah, man. You can tell it. And then... When you put weapon a weapon around him in AJ Brown, it just opened everything else up. Yeah, man. This is a kid who's getting better with every year. And the main thing that uh, Uncle Shay Shay said, and I was like, "Boy, you right. He is right. The game has slowed down for Jalen Hurts. It has, man. 
It has. And 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 to see him the way he's playing, man, some of them run Jalen Hurstrong is an ox, man. Yeah, he a bull. Some of them, he a some bull. Of them runs, man, he, I was like, oh, he a bull man, he for pushing, sure. Yeah, he pushing the power, but the thing that got me D is the accuracy with the deep ball. Like I'm like, oh my goodness. He looks fantastic. He looked good. Philly, boy, I hate my jazz gotta go play the Tars and then come 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 go and then go play them after that. And I'm like, oh man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But Philly looks really good. I'm liking what I'm seeing for them. I really in my heart, I really feel like that thing gonna come down to y'all in Philly, maybe a game or two. If right. they come down to the last game with y'all too, we gonna see. Right. But I feel like Philly is prime. This this a team people forget they made the playoffs last year. They did. They, they made did. the playoffs and didn't even win their division last year. Yeah. You know. And then if, <laughs> and then if they got a chance this year to win their division and get a home game, man, people better look out. Yeah. People better I, look out for Philly because. Jalen Hurts, he's the key to this. Right. He it slowed down for him, and he got weapons for real around him now. Right. With the addition of AJ Brown, I like right. what I'm seeing from Philly. D. So, but to answer your question, you should definitely be worried, my boy. Listen, th- this is a double complex for me because I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I hate the Eagles <laughs> more than Washington, and I hate the new and I hate the fo- New York Football Giants. But I hate the Eagles. That's been the team for me in the NFL who I absolutely despise. But listen, I love Jalen Hurts. I love them at Alabama. I, I'm not going to say he caught a raw deal at Alabama, but I just didn't like And I understand for football purposes, you had to get a guy out there for the tide who could throw the ball. Insert to a Tagalivioa. Understood. Goes to Oklahoma. Fantastic there. He was a Hasman candidate all the way up uh, till uh, they got to the uh, playoff. He's a fantastic uh, a player, but the only knock on him was he wasn't accurate and he couldn't throw the deep ball and he heard the noise. He heard the noise. Oh, and it doesn't help that you added A.J. Brown to the mix as well. It doesn't hurt that you have weapons in the backfield as well. It doesn't hurt that you got a sound offensive line as well. You got to have good team and a good product around you to be successful. And Jalen Hurts is showing that he has put in the work to make this thing go. The Philadelphia Eagles scare me to death. Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings are a good football team. They were absolutely god-awful last night. Mm. And the Philadelphia Eagles made them look god-awful. So, I'm hyped for the matchup the first time I see the Eagles. But I'm going to tell you, man, and don't laugh at this. If Jalen Hurst keeps playing the way he's playing, put him in the MVP conversation. Put him in there. Put him in the MVP conversation because he did something last night, fun fact, that a lot of people might not know. He's the second Philadelphia Eagle quarterback in his franchise. In his franchise, not Donovan McNabb, not uh, uh, Randall Cunningham, not neither one of those gentlemen, only Michael Vick and uh, 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 Jalen Hurts have been the only quarterbacks in Philadelphia uh, Eagles history to have 300-plus yards passing, and uh, two touchdowns on the ground and one touchdown in the end zone. He's the only one to almost eclipse 400 yards passing in one game. He's the second quarterback to do that outside of Michael Vick. Mm. Total purpose yards, almost 400 yards for Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are rolling black. They are a team to look at for. And boy, do they make me nervous.
All right, Black, we're going to go through a couple other scores and we're going to wrap up this rapid fire episode of the Sports Test. Once again, me and Black had some technical difficulties on Monday. We almost had a full show completed and technology let us down. But we're up, we are running, and we want to make sure we gave our listeners something to get through the week too. All right. So, Black, we're going to go ahead and no, let's switch gears, man. Let me see if I can play this. Black, we're going to go to our dog games of the week, Black. We got to go into it, man. We're going to go, we were going to go through the rest of the NFL scores and talk about Tua's fantastic day and Kyler Murray's explosive comeback, Tom Brady and the Saints brawling. Uh, Mike Evans suspended for one game. The Jets miraculous comeback 31 to 30. The Lions getting on the board, knocking off the Commanders. The Giants 2-0. Uh, uh, and the Patriots getting their first win of the year. You had some very, very exciting, exciting things go down. But Black, we got to get to it, baby. We got to get to the dog games of the week. <laughs> let me play, let me play my little dogs real quick. Oh, there they go right there. All right, Black, our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr. He has put together the dog games of the week. Black, I'm going to call out. Let me see. Can you hear this, Black? D. Black. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Sports desk. What's good? This your boy said the college picks for week four. No, I can't hear him. First okay. game, we got Clemson taking a trip out to Wake Forest. I got Clemson winning that one. Black, Clemson, Wake Forest, 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock kick. Quickly, who you got? Clemson, Wake Forest. I'm I'm going Demon Deacons in this one. I think they're going to beat uh, Clemson Tigers. I'm going to take the Clemson Tigers to win. Second game, we got Baylor taking a trip to Iowa State. I got Baylor going on the road to get a win. Black, Baylor versus the undefeated Cyclones at Iowa State. Now, I know that's your squad out there with the Golden Bears. Black, real quick, who wins this game? Baylor or does Iowa State stay undefeated? Baylor goes on the road, gets a big win. I think they learned a lot after taking that loss on the road to BYU, so Baylor me. I am taking the Cyclones of Iowa State to keep it rolling. Third game. Man, man, man. We got the Mighty Gators taking a trip to Tennessee. Woo! I got to pick Tennessee in this one. We ain't looking too hot. Just keeping it real. Uh, fourth game. All right, Black 330 CBS. The Florida Gators head up to Rocky Top, 100,000 strong. Black, do the Florida Gators ride their ship and get back on track, or do the Tennessee Vols keep it rolling? I believe I, I believe Florida will compete in this game. This is a rivalry game with them in Tennessee. This is a big-time game, 330 CBS. But I think the Vols, the Vols are going to pull this out by, by a field goal or either a touchdown, but it's close. I'm taking the Tennessee Volunteers to roll the Florida Gators. Get them out of here. They're done. And we got Arkansas and Texas a and I'm going to go with Arkansas. I know that was a big win for Texas A&M last week, but might be two of an emotional win. I think Arkansas going to bounce back and take that one. And for the All right, Black, we have number 10 ranked Arkansas versus Texas A&M coming off a big win against the Sorry Sugar Canes. Black, who wins this game, A&M or Arkansas, real quick? I like Arkansas to go in there and get a big-time win. I like them to go in there and do what Miami should have done. But I give me Arkansas 
by a touchdown. I'm going to roll with Jimbo and the Aggies. Jimbo always has a dud game, and then he has a game where you say, what is going on out there in Aggie land? I'm going to take A&M to knock off Arkansas and hand them their first loss of the year. Dog game of the week coming up right now. Dog game of the week. Got TCU, SMU. Mm. Now, the odds for this one or the spread is even. So, y'all might have to do a little homework. But I'm taking SMU to take this game. And I'll take y'all boys' answer on the show. All of them. All right. Shout out to our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr. Black the dog game of the week. You have TCU headed out to SMU, my boy. Black, who you got winning the dog game of the week, TCU or SMU? Give me the Horn Frogs from TCU to go on the road and get a win over SMU. I'm going to take SMU to hold it down at the crib to knock off TCU this coming Saturday, 12 o'clock, my boy, out there in Texas. All right, my boy, that was the dog games of the week. All right, Black, let's wrap it up, man. This is a rapid fire episode, man. We're going to go ahead and close this thing out. Shout out to all of our listeners and supporters, man, for hanging in with us. Sorry about the technical difficulties one more time. Hopefully you guys were able to enjoy episode 193 of the Sports Desk. Next week, me and Black will be back to business and we won't have any issues. I can guarantee. Well, I can't guarantee anything, but I think there's a pretty good chance we will be we will be back on track. All right, Black, anything before we get you out of here? No, nah, man, just appreciate all the love and support we get, man. Y'all keep rocking with us. Great things coming. Football season is here. It's been good. It's been great so far. Enjoyed every minute of it. Y'all can hit me on Twitter and Instagram at BlackNL3. Y'all hit me up, man. Let's talk about it. All right, Black. Appreciate you, bro. I'm going to holler at you, man. All right, now. All right. All right, man. So we're going to wrap this thing up. Rapid Fire episode 193 of the Sports Desk. Y'all be cool. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. I'm again, Dedrick Hicks Jr. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Y'all come holler at me, man. Let's talk that talk. Let's chop it up, man. And um, yeah, man, spread the show around. Tell your barber, tell your teacher, tell your uncle, tell your brother, your sister, your cousin, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, your girl, whoever. Let them know it's a new sports show, man. We down here in Jacksonville, Florida, man. It's a sports desk, man. And uh, check us out. We appreciate it. All right, y'all. Y'all be cool. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. And we'll see y'all next week on episode 194. We almost to 200, baby. Listening to the sports desk. No, hey, this reduced lunch sports. No, come no, on. No. New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show.